Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're, We're lost, lost on Lost. Mothman. There's no need to feel down, I said Mothman. Welcome everybody to Lost on Lost. I am JP Russell, joined as always by a man who loves the lamp, Adam Busher. <laughs> That's me, baby. I love lamp uh, more than, um, well, I just love lamp. Yeah, I know. It's 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 hard to deny. Um, so, uh, Adam, uh, it was very difficult for me to keep focus sort of leading up to this episode because you and I have shared many moth memes yeah. over the years, and I'm sure we'll be sharing quite a few on social media around the time of this episode. Yeah. Uh, I was looking into the Silver Bridge collapse, uh, which is where oh, Mothman yeah, yeah. sort of, you know, got his his their notoriety. Um, the Silver Bridge collapse on December 15th, 1967. Mm-hmm. Lost episode Catch-22 takes place on December 15th. Catch 22's centric character is Desmond. Desmond is played by Henry Ian Cusick. Henry Ian Cusick is in shadow conspiracy with Stephen Lang, who is in Girl on the Train with Terry O'Quinn. I'm, I'm getting to the bottom of something here. <laughs> I, th- I think, I think I'm getting to the bottom of something here. But that can wait for another time, because today we're talking about Moth. <laughs> The seventh episode of season one and the seventh episode overall. Our central character is a man who's never probably seen a drive shaft, Charlie Pace. Moth <laughs> takes place on the eighth day after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Adam? Yeah? Do you have a recap for us? Uh, I certainly do. Let's hear it. Relations? I hardly know her. <laughs> On the island, real estate market is heating up. Dr. Jack Shepard has convinced several folks to move to the caves, leaving prime locations on the beach for the savvy survivor to snatch up some lovely fixer-uppers at low, low prices. Elsewhere, John Locke takes a dope-sick Charlie Pace on a hunting trip, and Saeed Jarrah figures out how to escape the island after just eight days. Take that, Rousseau! And in the before times, Charlie's achingly slow descent into the hedonistic rock and roll lifestyle begins where all great rock stories start. A Catholic church in Manchester. (laughs) Hey, JP, do you think that today is going to be the day that they finally throw it back to you? Uh, It's the moth here on Lost on Lost. Son of a bitch. (laughs) JP. Yeah? We've got a guest. Why? Because you and I did an episode without one, and we promised to never do it again. Oh, okay. That, and we are very excited to have another return guest, uh, the second in a row. Uh, they call him Kevlar Money Stacks due to the invincibility of his cash flow. <laughs> Welcome back to the show, Kevin Heyer. <laughs> Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me back. Uh, it's hey. been a minute. I'm trying to like just keep up with all of you guys. Uh, 
So I just want to say I love that Mothman song. Uh, I would also like to say, JP, I loved what you were doing in the beginning uh, where you were trying to link everything together. But Jim Carrey was listening to all of it being like, how does this relate to number 23? You're bringing up Mothman prophecies. I'm going to bring up old ass horror movies, too. Uh, and I like Lamp. I like Lamp. I'm willing to yeah. say it. I'm willing to throw yeah. it out there. Yeah, uh, like you said, Kevin, it's been a minute since you've been on the show. Um, mm-hmm. What have you been uh, watching since uh, since the last time you were on the show, back in episode five of Lost oh. Lost? All right, we let's were see. all just well, babies back then. I, I got this uh, list of five hundred and forty films. Now, I'll uh, let's see. As of right now, I'm watching Severance on Apple TV Plus. Okay, I've really been digging that. I think that's a really good balance of sci-fi and comedy and drama, mm-hmm. and I think they're really taking its concept and they're finding a lot of really interesting avenues to take it with its characters. Sure. Uh, I've also been watching Winning Time on HBO uh, and just from a sheer entertainment value standpoint, like that show is super fucking fun. And I think as of right now, that's about it. I'm... Well, we're very excited to have Kevin back. Um, yeah. For for uh, for the Moth for a season mm-hmm. one episode. Let's get into it then. Let's talk about the Moth. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Moth originally aired on November third, two thousand four. It was written by Jennifer Johnson and Paul Dini. Uh, it was directed by Jack Bender. Jennifer Johnson wrote three episodes of Designated Survivor, which is basically just Jack Shepard. Um, <laughs> Paul Dini wrote a bunch of Batman the Animated Series. Fuck yeah. Nice. Uh, and Jack Bender directed a made-for-TV movie called It Came From the Sky, which is also where moths come from. <laughs> Buckle up. There's. It's just it's going to be back. like 55 more minutes of that. I don't know what to <laughs> We start on a guitar being played poorly. <laughs> uh, Charlie's in uh, the jungle and he's strumming along. Sweating really hard. It's like he's yeah, trying yeah. real hard to hit an F sharp and then it becomes clear <laughs> why he's sweating. Yeah. Yeah. He's real, real shaky. Um, and Locke makes his way in. Locke must be aware of why Charlie's sick uh, because yeah. he's he's here. He's like, hey, come on, let's take a walk. Let's get out of here. Let's stretch your legs. Come on, like, slugger. Yeah. <laughs> this early Jean Locke just still the, the, the sort of weird mysticism around him <laughs> that yeah. really only exists in like the first half of the first season and then sure. it gets weird from there. We cut to the beach. Jack is looking at a mugshot of Kate. Not a very good picture. Yeah, seriously, I just took a passport photo. It's like the worst fucking photo I've ever taken <laughs> in my life. So when she was like, I take better pictures than that. I'm like, shut up. Quiet, you. I don't accept your humble brag. Mm-hmm. He, he's like, oh, I was just moving my stuff and this was in here. Like, why was it in there? Um, yeah. that uh, weird, Weirdo. They have an argument about moving to the caves. Kate sees this move to the caves as like a resignation of hope. Like, no, Jack. It's pretty plain. Jack's it's shelter. We don't have to right. build. We don't have to build and rebuild tents in the right. caves like we well continue to do for the first them to two build years. Them in the first place, everybody just kind of has a canopy, and then they're like, "I'm gonna sleep on the sand. This is great." Yeah. No, it's not great. No. Yeah, and the canopies are built out of the broken airplane too, mm-hmm. by the look of it. Yeah. So it's like you're right. effectively sleeping in a graveyard. And Kate's like, "Yeah, it's fine. Why? Why not?" Right. Not not to not to like toot my own horn, but there's a bamboo forest right around the corner, yeah. and you have palm fronds. Yeah. After eight days, I could have built you a two story condo. 
Wakanda. Oh, like, are you kidding me? Like, I, I, the stuff is there right. where you can build better shelters. Right. And they're just like, I'm just gonna lay on the ground like an NPC. And fall J- out. JP, the way you've been talking about it, if you were on the island, this show would have been like six episodes long. You would have immediately established shelter. You would have figured out what was going on with the polar bears. Yeah. No, man, like. I'd have like Saeed build a, a TV uh, <laughs> so I could get like Netflix, and then me and John Locke and Russo would hang out, and we just we would just start our own civilization. <laughs> <laughs> this argument about moving is whatever. I understand what they're going for, and I don't necessarily mind the idea of like those two co- conflicting ideas about being on the island because I think they mentioned they're on it for like five days, something like that. Sure, yeah. and so it is interesting to kind of see someone representing the ideology of this is what our lives are going to be. And we have to just figure mm-hmm. out yeah. how to live here yeah. versus someone else who's like, no, there's still hope. And I I like that, but I definitely agree that there could have been a different way to get it across because you're right. Even if the island is only temporary, if, even if you're going to be rescued in 24 hours, you should have a roof, yeah. you know, like yeah. you should have a roof. That's not just a broken fuel lodge. So mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Sawyer comes wandering up, getting giving us a little taste of this little goofy love triangle. Season season one Sawyer. <laughs> yeah, season one Sawyer, who is the worst. Yes. Yeah. He's moving into Jack's abode quicker than a college alumni fund asks a graduate to donate money. <laughs> like it is. This dude isn't even fucking out of his fuselage. And Sawyer's just like dum 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 dum. I'm gonna change the feng shui. Uh he's real gross in this scene. He says a bunch yeah. of weird stuff about K like K oh we're It'd be yep. nice to have somebody to share this town with. It's so fucking weird. Then we cut back to the the, the hunting party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charlie is walking through the jungle and he hears something chasing. Um, yeah, I, saw, I was like, "That's a boar, right?" Yes, it's like it's got, oh, it's got to be a boar. Yeah. Like it yes. didn't sound it like any like, other weird shits. I, like the first time I heard the noise, I legit went, "Oh, what's that?" And then like this because I think it bleats twice. And by yeah. the second one, I'm like, oh, "That's got to be a pig of some sort." Yeah. Eh? Boars will attack humans, but it's not like super common. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's a lot of boars that seem to be running after people on this island. They're, they're, they've tasted human blood, and now they want more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think then this is where the, we get a title card, and then and then we cut to the flashback. Charlie is at confession. He's um, <laughs> speaking a humble brag. Yeah, no kidding, yeah. right? Holy shit! <laughs> Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Last night I had uh, two chicks in my hotel room, and uh, we did some stuff. It was great. <laughs> I love how we. I love how he mentions the band name to him too. Yes, he, yes, he talks yes, to the yes, priest yes, and he just goes, "Yeah, my band, Drive Shaft." Drive Shaft. Yeah, sure. as if the priest is going to be like, "Oh, sick, give me oh, three shit. Hail Marys and sign my rosary." Right. Like, why the yeah. fuck are you mentioning your band name to this priest? Give me three Hail Marys yes. and, and a fucking EP, my guy. Slide it under the <laughs> under the pew. Charlie's really put off by the hedonism that he's being exposed to by this thing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like despite the, I mean, like he he is contrite about having had a threesome <laughs> with two groupies. Um, so like that he is like we get we get this element of Charlie's personality that I don't think we've touched on really in Lost on Lost here is that Charlie really really did like being like a songwriter and a musician right like mm-hmm. the- well, we, we talked about it in the um greatest hits oh yeah, yeah yeah a little bit where like in the the christmas 
uh thing where he's shacking up with uh, a few ladies yeah but his brother's like you're the only rock star that doesn't do drugs yeah, yeah and it's like yeah, he apparently held out for quite for a, a long while. time yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah he so he he leaves the confessional i was really rooting by the way when he left the confessional that the two women he had the threesome with were right outside and he's just like <laughs> fucking buckle up you are not gonna like what he has to say he was not understanding of our circumstances at all <laughs> But instead, he runs into his brother. Liam. Wearing a music slut shirt, which, like, Uh, same, but have some tact. (laughs) Kevin, you know way more about, like, uh, music (laughs) and bands than I do. Adam has a guitar Is music slut a band? Like, is music Mm -hmm. slut a group, or is it just a a Hot Topic t-shirt? I want to say it's, like, a Hot Topic t-shirt. I I think what's notable on the shirt is is the S in Music Slut has a dollar sign through yeah. it. So it's like, I think they were just trying to use wardrobe in a quirky way to kind of show what Liam was representing as, I mean, a not-so-subtle devil on Charlie's shoulder. But no, as far as I know, Music Slut isn't a band. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. It, you know, it, if you if you also would have told me Music Slut was, a, was like a... a a post-punk band that played one show in Daytona Beach in like 1984. I'd have been like, yeah, all right, yeah this probably. Is <laughs> Liam has oh, wonderful news for him, anyway. Um, <laughs> they've been signed. They they've got a record deal. They're uh, they're ready to go. Um, it is bad timing because Charlie's like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. <laughs> but seriously, which like. This. You know, he's making it sound like a big deal, but like, honestly, especially because we hear the music later, if Charlie just waits it out for another like year or two, they're going to fall into obscurity harder than the Libertines. You know what I'm saying? Like it it would work out for him, but like he definitely makes a meal of this choice. Right. Yeah. You don't have to worry about putting out a second album. (laughs) (laughs) I I decided to have sex with one woman and then decided to have sex with another woman. I can't do this anymore. (laughs) I'm so tortured. Glue in his wrist to his forehead. Forehead, acting like that's the worst thing in the world, yeah, right? Um, oh, yeah, fucking out of control. Liam tells me they've been signed, uh, and then we cut back to the jungle. Yeah, what's right. Charlie going to do? And the answer in the present is run, <laughs> right? Yeah, because yeah, th- yeah, it's a bore. <laughs> <laughs> Which okay, uh, uh, give me the give me the skinny on this. How dangerous are boars? Like, would I be able to take one out with my fists? Uh, I mean, th- th- like their teeth and jaws and tusks are like not to be like growing up near like uh, not near but like livestock adjacent yeah sure like it was known like don't go in by the pigs right right Ooh, like okay. pigs will maul like a small child if they're hungry enough. Yeah. like typically they only attack if they're like really hungry or defensive mm. but like a boar is just like a pig on steroids right so I appreciate you saying this, and that immediately reminded me of that bit in Snatch, and so now it's all flooding oh, sure, back, sure. and so now yeah, 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 right, yeah. I'm on the same page. Cool, cool. Yeah, I literally only think of the joke from uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. That's a wild boar. No, that's a wild boar. That's a wild pig. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so Charlie gets like uh, cornered essentially yeah. um, by this thing, but uh, <laughs> the boar outsmarts him. <laughs> Surprise! Yeah. But uh, but uh, but then he gets bamboozled. Um, a, a trap of John Locke's making snakes snags the the boar uh, and saves Charlie. Really calling attention to the mysticism angle you were mentioning earlier. By the way, Locke knows that Charlie's going to be his bait, and also where the boar is going to wind up. What Charlie's yeah. run path yeah. is going to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. 
it's convenient yeah. for sure. So, yeah, or, totally. Or or we didn't see the scene where Locke has made fifty of these traps <laughs> in every direction. And I want that scene now so bad. <laughs> that's that's how Boone started hanging out with him. He just caught Boone in a trap, and he's like, "Well, all right, well, well we not, got this we guy now." We could eat you, but you look like you got a strong back, and I got some digging to be done later. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Locke makes the joke. Oh, you're a good bait. He's like, I'm happy to be uh, of help. Now give me my bloody drugs. He gets real pissed. Mm. Locke gives Charlie this opportunity. It's like a little test that he's created for him. It's like yeah. he's gonna uh, he's gonna let Charlie ask for the stash back three times, and if Charlie actually goes through to the third one, Locke will relent at that point and give him the, and give him the drugs. Which um, basically makes Locke a smack genie, right? <laughs> <laughs> Also, it, the show really stretched believability when after he said that, Charlie didn't immediately just go, give me my drugs, give me my drugs. And then Black, <laughs> nope, all right, well. I 100% forgot how this episode happened. So I was, wait, I was waiting for that yeah, same thing. Give totally. it, give it, give it, give it. Like that was five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin, is Smack Genie also a punk pop band from like 1993? I saw Smack Genie open for Music Slut in Daytona Beach in 84, man. You should have been there. <laughs> <laughs> he wants Charlie to make the decision to make uh, yeah. to stay clean because like Charlie Charlie right. asked him he's like why don't you just why don't you just burn why don't you just get rid of him he's like that's because that's not me that's not you choosing this is that's me choosing for you and I don't want to do that so like the, again this is Locke being everybody's dad um, which mm-hmm. I mean it's fine whatever yeah. uh, I, I'm not mad at Locke for doing that despite the tone of my voice just then <laughs> uh, we we'll got to uh, the beach from there. Beach. Yeah, Saeed oh. is putting together an antenna plan. I, like, really liked this scene. <laughs> you know... I, <laughs> like, probably more than it deserves to be liked, but... <laughs> it's it's one of those where, like, so many people on this island are dipshits. Now, now granted, <laughs> like, if I'm on, like, an American Airlines flight just headed wherever, like, if I just look to my left and right and we're a Batman... I could point out quite a few dipshits. Sure. But mm-hmm. like this is this is television. This is supposed to be sort of heightened right. you know, realism. Like we can do whatever we want. We can play in the space, you know. But the writers have so many dipshits on this island where they're like, oh fuck, we need someone to be useful. Saeed knows how to do fucking everything. <laughs> <laughs> like He's just MacGyver. Yeah. Like, he's the, the next best thing to having Richard Dean Anderson on the island. <laughs> I mean, the writers definitely treat Jack like he is the har-har Jack of all trades. But yeah. realistically, what they think of Jack is really what Saeed is right. in the show, where it's he's this incredibly knowledgeable dude who is doing the right thing at every beck and call. Mm. And, like, right. yeah, he really... in. I think in the writers' minds of who they're looking for as their lead, it should be Saeed, but instead we have Jack. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, every time Saeed comes on, like, I need a hero starts playing in my head. (laughs) But, like... We, he's he's the the uh, Donatello of the group. Like yeah. he's gonna create all the infrastructure and do all this stuff. And Jack gets to go be the white savior and like be everybody's favorite. Definitely, sure. yeah. yeah. Uh, just, I was watching the scene. It just reminded me of the show How It's Made. And I was just like, <laughs> this is how you build an antenna if you need to rescue yeah. yourself from a plane crash. <laughs> and I was just <laughs> excited to see all the steps that he was gonna go through. Right. The, he explains how it's gonna work. The the, the French signal that we heard in the pilot. Um, that, that the one that's on the loop, they're going to try and triangulate it. So he's explaining right. that they have a limited source of power. So it's got to be all timed, right? They got to get to, they got to make a triangle with the three 
antennas mm-hmm. they've created. He's <laughs> got some bottle rockets that they're going to use as flares, and that's how they'll signal each other to turn on their things to make Saeed's big plan work. Two problems, the limited power, uh, so they got to right. time it right. And the second one is that the transceiver, the, the, the fourth item, there's the three antennas and the fourth item that, that will actually do the triangulating. That thing needs a battery, like sure. something from a laptop, whatever. He says he can't find anything. Mm-hmm. He hasn't found one. Kate thinks that she might be able to find yeah. one. Really, in listening to that, it just shows that you two would be so good on a deserted island because as you were explaining the science behind that, there were just there was a monkey hitting two symbols in my mind the entire time. <laughs> I, I promise you I heard every word, but I retained none of it. I just know that, yeah, it's science. It probably works. Saeed's saying it. Whatever. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, that's how I feel when, it, like, when he's explaining me, like, it's absolutely going to work. It's Saeed. <laughs> if this was Hurley's plan... I don't know, but it's Saeed's plan, so it'll be fine. So, Adam, remember the the Outlaws episode when Charlie's just, like, clunking together to, like, a golf club into a spring, and he just wraps it in wire? Yeah, we're like, we had like, no idea what he was trying to build. That, that would be me if you needed, like, electronics to be crafted or a transceiver. Like, I, I feel pretty confident making a tent out of some things. However, that's about where my my shit ends, Kevin. Like, I, Oh, that's fair. At least that's more useful than me. I feel like I would pack additional, like, clothes and padding into my shirt to make it look like I'm super muscly and then be like... I'm the muscle on the island. It's clobbering time. <laughs> and just hope that no one catches on to my ruse. You just got Hulk hands. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I find them in the wreckage, just kind of like, okay, this is this is who I am now. <laughs> Please don't eat me. Speaking of eat me, so <laughs> Kate goes to see Sawyer. Yeah. <laughs> this site, I didn't like this little tag of the Saeed cool plan scene. Uh, because yeah. A, Saeed's smart. He would have been like, Sawyer's probably got a battery. He could have like, <laughs> I know they don't yeah. get along, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but so like Kate goes over there. They just have this weird, like, he's like, you break up with Jack and whatever. <laughs> and she's like, no, why are you such a prick? <laughs> I need a battery. Okay. Like it was so funny. Yeah. Like, we kind of lost that entire scene. Yeah. Uh, we cut to the caves. Uh, Hurley is helping Jack move stuff into the caves. Hurley is one of the folks that decided that the caves is a good idea. Uh, it seems like yeah. there's some other folks around Sun and, and Jin and Michael we see are all here as well, um, like later on in the episode. Hurley's being kind of a wise ass. Um, and, and Charlie's there. Um, he wants to help. Like sort of this, you know, he needs to feel useful. It'll also cut, sort of keep his mind off of how miserable he's already starting to feel. That's the whole thing in this whole fucking episode. Charlie wants to be helpful. He doesn't feel like he has worth. So so even something as simple as here, let me carry that luggage. It opens up and pills fall out. Yeah. And Jack's not like upset. He's like, ah, thanks for trying. Yeah. You know, like he's not being a dick at right. all. He's nah. just like, you didn't know. It's okay. Yeah. The pills fall out and Charlie starts rifling through them right away. He says he has a headache. Jack's like, oh, diazepam. That's for anxiety. Or it's kind of strong yeah. for a headache. Like Charlie didn't like open them and start mowing them down. Like he's looking at he it. He was looking at them. Like I he used to read what it is before he takes it. Yeah, like, he, he wasn't Pac-Manning it. Right. Like he didn't, so I didn't get the like. <laughs> <laughs> like Jack, it didn't really look to me like he was about to like start cramming them in his maw. Like right. Get off his case. Whatever. He, but Jack notices at this point that he's starting to look a little peaked. And, but then he said, and this is this is like a little bit of a dick thing to say. Not like not like a dick dick thing to say, but like it's it's like tactless. 
Yes, the you're not needed. Yeah, right I don't now. need you right now. Yeah, and it's like eh, th- there's a nicer way to say that. I think like you're not being yeah. mean, but you're not being nice. Either. I had the exact same reaction to it because I was initially thrown off because I was expecting Jack to be Jack throughout all of this. Yeah. And then I was, yeah, like he's not a dick once like everything spills out. And I was actually really impressed with Jack. And then I hit the end of the scene and I got to that line and I went, no, that's fucking him. There that's the guy there I know. <laughs> Cut to a flashback. This, and this is the extension of the, the church scene. Charlie, uh, like Liam sort of like prods him and begs him a little bit. And Charlie agrees to stay in the band as long as he says that they can shut it down on his say so. Right. Because the, the band isn't who he is, or th- this isn't who I am, like this this rocker lifestyle. Right, right. And Liam says, like, you know, you're the song, you're the chief songwriter, like, this isn't, this band doesn't exist without you, uh, you know, you're like the heart of it or whatever. Anybody who's seen television before knows that this is not <laughs> how this story's going to play out. We can, yeah. What? As soon as we get rich and famous, if it gets too weird and I need to bail, I will say bail and we'll bail. And the other guy's like, yeah, we'll do that. Mm-hmm. Wink. Like, yeah. Trust me, I'm in a music slut shirt. <laughs> <laughs> with with a money symbol on it. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, the other thing too is like Charlie caves so quickly. <laughs> He buckles a lot, yeah, like, very, mm-hmm. very quickly throughout. Yeah, which maybe uh, demonstrates that he's a people pleaser, but it's not really fleshed out sure. enough to really be right. able to yeah. like latch into. Yeah, that's an interesting mm-hmm. phrase, people pleaser. That's just, I, I didn't think about that till just now. And that's, yeah. um... Speaking of pleasing people, Jim's hands. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, his wrist is <laughs> real rough shape. Holy yeah. shit! There's like the the back of a handcuff key has like a little a pin, like a little a pin. Yeah, yeah and you can move a toggle inside so that at a certain point it won't close anymore. Yeah. Um, I, I would hope that they've done that to Jim, but still having that metal rattle around on your wrist has got to be like really painful after a while. Mm. But like, uh, I, I would, yeah, get some cloth in there. My yeah. guy, it's going to rip your shit up. Something. Yeah. It's real fucked up. Um, like it's all yeah. bloody and like someone's trying to tend to him and then like Jin gets all weird season one gin. He's like, you're indecent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he gets on her spaghetti straps like he's a middle school principal. It's like, now? Really, man? We're on an island. It's cool. Yeah. It's kind of hot. Well, let me just let me just walk down to Kohl's and get something. Like, <laughs> it's hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's hot. Like, it's you're on a tropical island. Like, Jin's still wearing a button-up. Like, dude. I mean, it's only been eight days, and Jack has ripped the sleeves off of every shirt every, that he <laughs> every, every single one he's seen. Like, he's just ripping sleeves off of other people. Just like, <laughs> look. Two things. Caves, no sleeves. That's Jack's island rule. Early brings a guitar over to Charlie. Charlie's like, yeah, yeah, of course it's mine. I'm, I'm oh, right, yeah. I'm uh, and he's, uh, Charlie's like, uh, Jack needs you to move this. It's in the way. It's in the way. <laughs> it's so, like now that we don't need you right now, piling on is starting to happen. Uh, Charlie, this pisses him off. And so he goes to yell at Jack. They go to like a side room in the caves <laughs> to have their arguments. Like, look, okay, look, we can talk about this, just not in front of everybody. <laughs> it's okay. Meet me in the argument cave. <laughs> <laughs> the one specifically di- designed to uh, be able to withstand loud noises. <laughs> the shouting causes a cave in. <laughs> 
Um, so I paused it at this point. This is 12 minutes and 45 seconds into the episode. I feel like this took way too long to happen. Oh my God, yes. Yeah, because this really is the inciting incident for the A plot. And yeah, you're right. At this That's point, we're I a thought, quarter yeah. of the way into the episode. When it happened, I was like, oh, right. If this doesn't happen, nothing happens in this episode. <laughs> I mean, nothing happens in this episode. From a further back view, you're right. Um, but so like Jack gets buried, uh, but Charlie gets out. We cut to the jungle. Uh, yeah. So Kate and Saeed are just walking up the hill and Saeed's the one who says, uh, how unlikely is it that we survived the crash? And Kate's like, man, we just got lucky. And he's like, nobody gets that lucky. This is the first time right. where I'm thinking to myself. Maybe some of the survivors think they're dead. <laughs> I mean, it's not the last time we'll see this either. But he's like, yeah, the, the plane broke up in the middle. Right. We should like, all be liquid. <laughs> and, and then so many of us survived. Yeah, there's no way any of us survived that, which we've said on this podcast several times. Right. But that's that's all that happens here. So we cut to the beach. Charlie's getting everybody. Yeah. Like ever, anyone he can with ears to be like, hey, we need help. Yep. Uh, Jack is trapped in a cave. Yep. They're like pulling a couple of people who like are literally named that moment. Like I'm Steve. I'm I'm. Sh We've seen Steve before. Scott. Don't you dig on Steve? <laughs> Scott and Steve. Yeah. Scott and Steve. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This this is the genesis of the Scott Steve joke that it, like recurs throughout the thing. They made a yes. gag out of these two guys and how oh, no nobody shit. can tell them apart. <laughs> so oh, like even okay. even when one of them actually gets whacked, like they were like, yeah. Oh man, Steve died last night, and they're like, that was Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really do appreciate that. Like, a really like, good, I like it. It's like a fun recurring bit. Like It's a really good dark joke, but also says not a lot of great things about the people on that island if you can't tell apart. Because they don't look like hugely similar. Nah, not a, like a ton. But, but it's also, it, it drives home the point, if you're not in the A-team... <clears throat> Who are you? You're fucking useless. Yeah. Get out of You're here. You're an NPC. Fucking dingling Boone. Okay. Holy shit. He, okay, so like Boone, Boone's one of the three antenna people. He's got a, a bottle rocket. He's got an antenna. Yeah, basically just wait until you see a bottle rocket go off, and then all he has to do is flip one switch, shoot his bottle rocket, and then he's done. Right. So many people get rounded up by Charlie to go to the caves. Boone could have opted. Boone could have been like, yes, I have I responsibility. Have a job. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he didn't. He just fucking passes it off to Shannon, who, like, at this point... Does not give a shit. Right. And I, I kind of don't blame her. Like, they didn't ask no. her to do it in the first place. Like, she doesn't want to be in the A-team. No. She wants to be one of the nameless NPCs. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. You got it. There's 40 people here. They can't all be doing something awesome. So, like, some of them just got to hang out and get a tan, and that's Shannon's mm -hmm. job. Yep. Like mangoes. This is another thing where Boone just wants to help or whatever, but, like, dude, you're not the main character. Boone's not even the main character in Boone-centric episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie also needs to find Kate, because um, Hurley said tell Kate. Kate that Jack's dying in this hole so he, he he's gonna go do it but Sawyer's like oh hey I know where she went I'll I'll, I'll do it you just stay here and do whatever it is you do yeah. <laughs> it's like the third instance of Charlie right. being told he's fucking useless by right. people who are also fucking useless fucking Sawyer right. Sawyer's actively like acting against the best yeah. interests of the rest of the group we cut to a flashback from there Driveshaft is playing a show Boy, it's a lame song. Liam's starting to lose the thread a little bit. He's he's singing over Charlie's parts. Um, and that, Charlie sings the chorus. Yeah, Charlie sings the chorus <laughs> because it's a song he wrote, um, and he did a really good job with writing it. 
Uh-oh. Did he? No. <laughs> this is oh. the dumbest fucking song. Like, I know they couldn't use a real song, but like, they, I think they released You All Everybody as like an iTunes single around the time when Lost came out. And like, I remember buying it in college and listening to it. It's like two and a half minutes long. And I don't know if it has any verses. I think really? I, th- I think it's, it's just, just... The, it's like it's like two choruses and a verse. This is where we find out that Liam's starting to do heroin. That's bad. Like this is yeah. this is the point where you pull it up. Like if you're really true about like I, I already don't like the, all the groupies and the, the all the fame and bullshit. Like this is where Charlie should have pulled up the stakes right then. Like as soon as he realized Liam's getting the heroin, be like, you know what? This is it. Shut her down. But he doesn't. We just cut to the caves. Michael's inspecting the wreckage and starts the dig. Um, we established that Michael has eight years in construction, and that's about all that happens there. Yeah, he fucking construction explains but right there. It's really cool. Here's the thing is like, I again, in, in continuity of characters, we saw when they were trying to launch the raft a couple episodes ago, like Michael kind of take charge mm-hmm. and be like, okay, now you do this and you do this and you do this. And here he's like, okay, now hold on. I worked in construction. I actually do know what I'm talking about in this instance. And it's like, okay, here, here's Michael being a useful member of this group. Mm-hmm. And he builds the aqueduct and all this shit. But then when it comes to my son has been captured, <laughs> he needs Jack to lead the search party to find his son. It's like, Michael, take charge. Be like, I need, we got 40 people lying around. I need five of you. We're going to start a search party and we're going to go find my fucking son. But instead he's like, whoa. <laughs> just like yelling into the fucking jungle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just imagine you're building an aqueduct and at the end is your son. Like, just do that. Yeah. Yes. Seriously. That's how I tackle most tasks <laughs> in my life. I imagine I'm building an aqueduct. <laughs> we cut to the jungle. Sawyer catches up to Kate and Saeed. Kate says something snotty to him, so he decides not to tell her about the accident yeah. at the cave. Sawyer is a piece of yeah. shit, but like, she's also just. Dish, like he he came to give her information that she would want, and she's throwing some some real sass at him. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh, fine. No, I came here to tell you that. Yeah, I I only think about myself, not others. So I'm here to I'm here to fix that and help you out when he's clearly withholding information she would care about. Aha! I'm fulfilling this self fulfilling prophecy. Fucking got you, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> it's at this point that Charlie makes his second ask. He tells Locke about Jack, and Locke's like. You got people helping already? Cool. <laughs> yeah, he, oh, he's... Uh, I'm he's, skinning shit. I'm, yeah, in, I'm doing stuff. That's right. I'm doing dinner over here, my guy. Like, <laughs> this is where we get the, the cocoon moth uh, allegory that's that right. no, I, is I shoved down our, our throats. This is where I wrote my one huge all caps note of the of the episode. That's a really big moth cocoon. <laughs> when he pointed out that the, it was a moth cocoon, I was like instantly terrified of what was going to come out of that i was like that thing is going to be the size of like my head like yeah. look at how big it is like he's like i was i was a little like i'm not really like afraid of bugs or anything like that in real life but i was like man if a huge moth comes out of there i'm gonna be a little i'm gonna be a little creeped out oh 100 yeah i mean if it's big enough to carjack you it's worth alarm for sure remember uh Remember that episode of The Simpsons when the butterfly like lands on Homer's arm and then it crawls under his skin? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, the yeah, the moth allegory blocks like if if I help the moth, it'll die. I need to let it get strong. Gee, I wonder if this exact thing is gonna happen in like fifteen minutes. <laughs> all right, we might lose all this, but I got I just gotta ask. All right, so in the context of this moth metaphor, we have like the moth has to struggle if you free it. 
it'll die on its own mm. because like that's just what nature is. And so it's like, I am not going to like cut this open early for you. I'm just going to like, you know, let nature take its course. Doesn't this imply though that like eventually he would just like give him the heroin? I Like I was kind of getting lost in the metaphor a little bit. Like if I help you, you'll die. If I, if I don't help you and you struggle, the struggle gives you the strength to just the, give you heroin. Right. Do you still get the heroin at the end? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. That's what yeah, I was, yeah. that's what I was getting tripped up on. I'm like, regardless well, of how you do it, the prize is still heroin. It's just, do I give you heroin or do you get it yourself? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we, we come back to the cave Everybody's moving rocks yep. to get Jack out. They 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 make That's, a hole. Yeah. They get a hole in there. Um, they shout in. Uh, Jack is in fact alive. Oh, thank God! Uh, but he's pinned. Ah! By the way, I I do want to go back and say when uh Michael was construction explaining how to actually get him out, mm-hmm. I really yeah. love that he was like everybody work slow, take breaks, and I feel like if it was anybody else, it's like we gotta hurry the fuck up. But the fact that it was Jack, it's like. Nah, man. Fifteen minute union breaks right. every hour. <laughs> union break. Don't I have constructed yourself. a tanning bed for everybody. I want everyone to lay on that. Just like soak up some rays. Right. Don't hurt John, your back. John Locke's come with pulled pork sliders. Everybody, don't work too fast. <laughs> we cut to uh, Kate and Sayid and Sawyer. Sayid's like, "Oh, you want to be helpful? Go climb up this fucking tree. Uh, <laughs> this antenna." Um, and he's basically like, yeah, "Watch, watch yourself around him." Um, I, you know, I don't trust him. And Kate's like, oh, I, I can handle this tall glass of water. And so it's like, well, I don't trust him specifically around you. And they actually do share like kind of a cute little we're cool yeah. sort of look at each other. Yeah. Back to the caves from there. <laughs> they can't make the hole any bigger. Basically, they got oh to crawl in through the hole they made. Uh, if they make it any bigger, it'll just collapse more yeah. or whatever. Yeah, oh. and they, they need someone to volunteer to get through. Yeah. And they're like, and okay, well. My first thought was Walt. Send <laughs> 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 the kid. Send the kid. Uh, Charlie's like, I'll, I'll do it. I'm small. Well, it's, it's I'm not just I'm small. And lubricated. It's, it's I'm small and no one on this island gives a fuck about me. Right. And then it yeah. just cuts to everyone in the cave awkwardly wringing their fucking finger through their collar and then like yeah you're right <laughs> exactly yeah it's and it's one of those things okay so it's like charlie's a petulant brat sure. like throughout like this yeah. episode and what uh, throughout I, the show throughout, throughout the, the show, show yes Kevin. yes let's let's make it the show <laughs> um yeah. now here's the deal it's one of those things where like in terms of like what's going on on the island he does have a point like mm. if everyone does kind of treat him shitty does he earn that shittiness treated to him a hundred percent. Like <laughs> sure. he, he sure. is petulant and yeah. for the most part, he is kind of fucking useless in yeah. the context mm-hmm. of what's happening in the main story. Right. Like it's frustrating because with Charlie, it's like, listen, that is a shitty situation, but like you shouldn't be seeking validation from people who think you suck. Like that is just a one way ticket to sure. be miserable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that is effectively what he was doing in his past arc too. And so I will say it's like, okay, you can see how the past is informing the present yeah. and how Charlie got to where he is right now. But is it fun to watch? <laughs> like is the question. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. There is, there's another little interesting thing that happens in here, which we, don't have much context for. Jin is rattling off a line uh, about, I'm assuming he's like, I'll volunteer. Or oh, like yeah. Hurley's, oh like, yeah. Hurley's like, we don't speak Chinese. And Michael says, they're Korean. And then he and Sun share this little 
Look, a little glance. Yeah, what the fuck is going on with that? Uh, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, first off, like, I guess we'll address early two thousands racism. Like, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I'm sure everyone in the early two thousands who loved the "Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth?" joke from Rush yeah. Hour probably slapping their fucking knees right. at that moment. Yeah. Thankfully, we've all kind of grown enough to be able to see, like, that's just a shitty thing okay. for, this isn't a for great Hurley line to here. say. Yeah. yeah. We cut to the jungle. Kate and Sawyer. I was, I remember being so frustrated by this scene that I just, like, wrote no notes. Yeah. <laughs> They're just talking about Jack, and then Kate leaves. Well, because, like, Sawyer implies that he's dead. But he, like, you can tell he kind of does it on purpose. Yeah. Well, no, like, he oh, absolutely I, does I, it on purpose. He's like, I'm yeah. going to twist. But he tries to play it off like he let it slip. Yeah. But then it's very quickly like, oh, uh, look how fucking clever I am. Yeah, no, it was real shitty. And yeah, that was the only. Yeah. I just wrote down what happened. They Sawyer tells Kate Jack died in the cave in, and she runs off to go be with yeah. him. The other thing that I wrote down too, man, was like, no wonder we don't see Saeed taking that much control on the island. It's because every time he gives people tasks, they all fuck off and do something else. And that's got to be yeah. insanely frustrating. <laughs> oh, yeah. I give you one job and you gave it to Shannon and Sawyer. It's super, <laughs> it's super simple. It's it's cool. You get to light off fireworks, which we didn't even talk about the fact that somebody was smuggling fireworks yeah. on this flight. Yeah, yeah where those came from, for sure. Thank God for fireworks uh, smuggling. That was the yeah, guy who got sucked like, into the jet engine. Oh, in the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> All you got to do is do something super fun, light a firework, everybody loves that, and then flip a switch. Yeah. Like, sit down till five o'clock. Yeah. And and two of two of them can't handle it. And the <laughs> yeah. one that can't handle it is Saeed. <laughs> Come back to the cave. Charlie goes in the hole. Yeah. That's it. Goes water and torch and goes in the hole. Guy hards his way through. Yep. Yeah. Come out to the island, get together, have a few laughs. <laughs>, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Uh, cut to a flashback. Um, Backstage. Yep, post-show. Um, you miss a sound check. Yeah, Liam's starting to fuck up bad. Mm. Um, yep. And this is the point where Charlie wants to pull up the stakes. He's like, okay, look, you're on heroin all the time. You're drunk all the time. You, you're skipping sound check. You're skipping rehearsal. Um, we're done here. And this is where Liam, uh, Liam, <laughs> he does the opposite version of the speech from the churchyard. I'm the band. You're nothing. Mm -hmm. You're useless. Who even gives a shit about the bass player? I mean, where's the lie, uh, though? I was going to say, in the immortal <laughs> words of J.P. Russell, if you're not Jaco Pistorius, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, he's totally humiliated by Liam. And... This makes him want to do heroin. <laughs> I don't understand this. <laughs> Seemed like a leap to me, but I've never been yeah. humiliated and then left in a room with heroin. So I don't know. I don't have any real frame of reference here. <laughs> I, I guess it's like the only way to not have this be the end of the road for my music career would be to get on board and live the same lifestyle because sure. everybody else who's on drugs seems to be having fun. But he's the one person who held reservation to say, I have a ripcord to yeah. just be done with this. And all of a sudden he's like, even though I have this ripcord, I can just walk away because before I was fine not being like this huge Presumably, rock star. Yeah. And now he's like, ooh, wait, no, I do want to keep being a rock star, but in order to do that and be happy, I have to be on drugs, I guess? Well, to basically just like cope with his brother but at the same point and bear in mind like i've only seen this one charlie episode but yeah i mean ultimately if you're the songwriter and if like you're the brains behind the operation fucking strike out by yourself like you can just start your yeah, own band yeah. where right. you know instead of uh having sex with groupies you just go to church on sundays i guess yeah. like 
You could just have Sundays off. Like, <laughs> like you, you just you don't have to play Spokane on Sunday. You can fuck off to church if you want. That's fine. I mean, and you can still have sex in the Catholic Church. The priests are doing it all the time. Badoom! Got him. Thought you were safe, Catholic Church? Not on this podcast. I was thinking back to what you said earlier about Charles being a people pleaser. Him even reaching this point in the band's career is people pleasing because he wants yeah. to make his brother happy. And then we get point here where Liam berates and all of his efforts were for naught. Right. Yeah. Why, why did I do it? Why did I put in all this effort and, and sacrifice my own, you know, comfort and well-being? What did it get me? And I didn't think about that until you'd mentioned that Charlie was a pe- like is mm-hmm. a people pleaser. And I guess that's yeah. why he can't quit the band and go out on his own because even that would be not people pleasing. Listen, he's a people pleaser and there's all these ladies out here that need pleasing <laughs> and he can't let them down. Dude, well, he's got to do some work to get him back because he walks into this dressing room and kicks out the four women who are doing nothing salacious, by the way. They're eating crafty for fuck's sake. <laughs> he could have he could have pulled the Clarence Boddicker from RoboCop and just come in and gone, bitches, leave. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Jesus. He could have yeah, done that. Sorry. Uh... They're not pitches. I'm sure they're all lovely. You know, they seem lovely. People. They, seem, nice. they, they yeah. seem to have good taste and crafty. Yeah, know. shitty taste in music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, we cut to the cave. The cave caves in some more. Mm. Um, Charlie does get through the tunnel, though, and gets to Jack. And this is where Kate rolls up and is like, what the fuck? And everybody in there is like, Oh, well, we tried once and it collapsed, so we're not going to do it anymore. Yeah. And she's like, why are you giving... And she just, like, starts digging, and then they're like, oh, okay, well, if Kate's going to do it. Oh, if, I guess if this is Kate's idea, this. then when Charlie and Jack get killed by another cave-in, at least we won't have been... It won't have been our idea. Uh, Charlie, inside the cave, unpins Jack, but his shoulder is dislocated, and Charlie helps him fix it. Yeah, going back to how easy it is for Charlie to buckle... Jack goes, you have to reset my shoulder. And he went, I don't think I can do it. And Jack goes, you have to. And Charlie goes, okay, okay, yeah, sure. I can do it. <laughs> Just pull. Just pull. <laughs> like, I, I'm i sure, I've never, I, I've almost dislocated a shoulder and like it wasn't great, but it like popped back in. Mm-hmm. Like if it was sitting there all dangly, like mm-hmm. I'd be like, I don't know if I don't, if I want you to pull on this, you know, that's the hard part is like, just pull on his arm. There's a really, really great shoulder dislocation sequence in the Thanksgiving episode of Titus. Um, <laughs> All right, Kevin, thanks for coming on the show. Wrap this one up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Say you, you can follow me on my so- on my socials. I'm on Twitter at lovestitus102. That's All you, right. god damn it. <laughs> Thank you, listeners. That's the end of Lost on Lost. Uh, uh, calling it a day. We cut uh, to a flashback. Uh, Charlie is visiting a now sterling clean Liam in Sydney. Uh, yeah. The dude, he, he, he's rocking the suburbs. You can tell because he's wearing glasses yeah. now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't know if he gets picked up on this right away. But Charlie's wearing what he's wearing on the island. Mm. So this scene with Liam must happen. Uh, well, later he says, I got to catch a plane. But like this is like must be the day he goes to right. the plane. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like, he yeah. says, I'm going to catch a plane. No, I. Yeah. In, in terms of wardrobe, I was more distracted by the fact that we go from music slut to like this guy is clearly teaching middle school music. Exactly. Now. Like yeah. it is yes. such yeah. a stark turn. Right. Yeah. Which yeah. like that in of itself is fine. And I like 
jarring scenes like sure. that from time to time. But we really do get two pieces of jarring information in that scene. It's we mm. not only have like the huge turnaround Liam has made in yep. his life, but also the knowledge that like drive shaft apparently like just fucking crumbled. And it's like, oh, yeah, we're going to be opening for some band Meat for corpse something. Meat, uh, yeah. I can't remember what the yeah. but yeah, another awesome. Yeah. Post punk. Uh... Yeah. I didn't see him in Daytona <laughs> Beach back in 84, but I heard good things. Yeah. 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 The, Liam has a daughter. Um, he doesn't want yeah. to get back into the rockstar life. The, he, Liam tells a story about how Liam missed the birth of his daughter because him and Charlie were out in right. Dresden looking for drugs. Like he, he's like, I, I hit my breaking point. I hit my rock bottom, and I turned it around. And that's when he realized that Charlie's still strung out. Mm -hmm. Liam offers to. He's like, stay here. Let's get you into a program. Let's get you clean, whatever. Um, I'm just trying to look out for you. And Charlie yells at him. You never looked out for me. Charlie also makes it kind of seem like him starting drugs is Liam's fault, mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, no, that you, you literally sat down at a table and picked up drugs <laughs> and said, I'm going to do this now. I mean, don't get me wrong. You were kind of teary eyed as you stared at those drugs, but you're the one that snorted them. Right. The, like, right. The, the, yes, there was a lot going on between him and Liam at the point. But when the when it actually happened, there was one person in the room and it was Charlie. Yes. And, yeah. it, and it harkens back to the early thing where the priest says life is nothing but a series of choices. John Locke says it too. Like we all make choices here. Yes, mm -hmm. Charlie was going through some things and he's the one who chose to cope with it by taking heroin. Which that is such a jump because uh, I, I should let you guys know. Uh, so uh, this is true. Uh, when John Travolta was researching for Pulp Fiction, don't worry, it wraps back in. <laughs> when John Travolta was researching for Pulp Fiction... Uh, he met with a recovering heroin addict okay. to learn what it was like to be on heroin. Sure. And this recovering sure. addict told him uh, the closest you can get to emulating the high of heroin without actually doing it is you have to get bombed on tequila and lie down in a hot pool. And oh, that is the closest it feels to being on heroin without actually doing it. So trying to prepare for this podcast... I did do that. Um, and I'm just letting you know right now, what does it feel like to be on heroin? It's awesome for about 10 minutes and then extremely nauseating. So I agree. Taking heroin is a <laughs> shitty way to cope with your brother not being there for you. Sure. A hundred percent. That's not the way to go. <laughs> That's some good research. Thank you. Well, I, we, we appreciate that type of dedication here. on <laughs> Tequila correspondent, Kevin Heyer. <laughs> yeah. We've, we've had... Guests bring on bits of research before Kevin. Nothing quite like this though. <laughs> and I Very appreciate you bringing with table. my research, as you see. <laughs> yes, everything worked out right for Hunter S. Thompson, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, we we cut back to the caves. Jack has also realized um, that Charlie's obviously coming down he's uh, on some sort of withdrawal they have a little bit of a like kind of a nice conversation about you know it's like charlie's like well i didn't want you to think not only am i useless but i'm also a fucking heroin addict or whatever and then jack says you're not useless but it's not like jack thought he was not useless it's like he only just now realizes that he's not useless yeah it, it would right. be a little yeah. bit stronger if the source he cited for why charlie isn't useless isn't something that just happened three minutes ago thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> They make a crack about they're going to die soon because there's no oxygen in here. And then yeah. Charlie spots Hamal. Wait. It's Hamal. What could it mean? 
man, if there's a moth, there must be light. Oh, light. Or, or maybe the moth was in the cave before it collapsed. <laughs> Seriously. I see a moth. Oh, yeah, that moth's been in here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, me and Mothy? Yeah, J- Jack's like, yeah, we've been friends for a while now. So, oh, God, you see the moth too? Thank God. <laughs> uh, it, it dawns on Charlotte that there's probably another way out. And they get out. Uh, we cut to the outside of the cave. They're still digging. And then Walt's like, hey, it's the doctor. And then the two of them wander. Yeah, it's funny. You come in from behind, like, yeah. and for my next trick. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's a nice little reunion. Everybody hugs. And I feel like Charlie gets yeah. a bunch of high fives and pats in the back. And Kate hugs Jack. And it's all mm-hmm. sweet and nice and cool. Uh, sure. We cut to the jungle. Mm-hmm. The sun is setting. The sky's yep. getting a little Five dark. You know, Saeed's up on the hill. It's bottle rocket o'clock. Yeah, that's right. Lights mm-hmm. his flare. <laughs> cut to the Goes beach. Off. Shannon is like, "Come on, you dipshits! I gave you real simple fucking <laughs> like, tasks. Fuck this up for me." <laughs> we cut to the beach. Shannon is talking to uh, another survivor about being in Malibu. Um, mm. And then she's like, oh, da-. she sees it. She's like, oh, damn it, damn it, damn it. It's like, you didn't get the, 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 the survive. The other woman she's talking to is like, what the fuck's that up there? And then that's when Shannon goes, oh, wait a second. Right. It's like, why were you facing the ocean? You knew you had to watch for she, she had just told the story about how she spent a summer in Barcelona. <laughs> Barcelona. Uh. <laughs> so, uh, so, but she, she sees it just in time. She, damn it, damn it, damn it. Huh. She runs over there. She lights her free. <laughs> And then we cut back to Sy- uh, Sawyer, and then he's like, okay, you see Shannon Flair? Yes. And then he looks over to where he left uh, Kate, not knowing that this is Sawyer now. And he sees the flare, and he's like, yes. So he turns it on, and it works. It's working. The transceiver yep. starts to get some bars. Uh, he's going to you know, qu- check his text real quick, check his Snapchat, and then uh, see if he can try and get like, the signal. <laughs> but then he gets hammered off screen. <laughs> yeah, that fucking Wham. disembodied log wants nothing to do with this plan. <laughs> Oh my Down God. you go, Saeed. So good. That's it startled me because I I I forgot again. I haven't watched this in the fucking twelve years, whatever. But yeah, he got drilled, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh yeah, Saeed gets hit in the head again. Okay. Uh, also, Adam, uh, nobody uses Snapchat anymore. He's not he's not checking his Snapchat. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like TikTok or something. No, you know, being being updated on technology is part of my brand. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't the youths you still use Snapchat? Or did they yeah, all move on to TikTok? I mean, Senior I, youth correspondent J.P. Russell investigates. Listen, all these damn kids are on my lawn and they need to get the fuck off of it. I was going to say, I, don't, I didn't think you would have time to do this podcast. Don't you have a cloud you need to go shake your fist at? <laughs> <laughs> um, we cut back to the cave. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jack is Jack's assisting Charlie with uh, with his sickness withdrawal. We see Locke uh, cooking up the boar he he, uh, he cut up. The- uh, he's just hitting it with the palm fronds, getting that that good pork, nice and Salt sweaty. Net. Oh man, I got real fucking hungry watching Salt this. Net. Yep. Uh, yep. And then Sith Lord Charlie approaches him, <laughs> comes up and goes smack genie. This third time, give me my heroin. And Locke obliges. Yeah, just like you said he would. Yep. Apparates the heroin. Charlie takes it, tosses it in the fire. Listen, I, I don't know exactly how heroin works, but like I know you can smoke it and get high. <laughs> I was also wondering like, that. Like, did that just give everyone a really crazy night? Yeah. Right. 
Like, like, did the pork just get laced? I don't know about... Dude, the, the hardest thing I've ever done is aspirin, so, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> John Locke goes from being disappointed in Charlie too proud of him in, mm-hmm. in the span yes. of this little moment. You're, um, so In a condescending father kind of way. <laughs> yep. Like, when my dad told me he was proud of me that I was 18 and hadn't been arrested. <laughs> I was like, well, you're not supposed to get arrested, Dad, so <laughs> thanks. There's a couple other little quick things that happen here. Walt asks Michael to move to the case. Like, hey, it's cool here, and and Michael and son have another little look. What is going on? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Kate gives Jack a sling. Uh, they talk about yeah. whatever, doing whatever. As the, the heroine's burning, we, we the podcast, get hit over the head by an off-screen log uh, as we see a moth <laughs> fly up oh, wow. to the whatever. I was honestly waiting for it to get blasted by a bat. Like, like that's what I wanted. I thought like, it was going to go into the fire because it was like light. 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 Lamp. Oh. <laughs> Lost. That's, that's the moth. That is the moth. That is it. Did we like it? Was it good? Kevin, kick us off. If this script like, landed in front of me, I would look at it and go, this is a really solid first draft. Sure. Like, this, yeah. is, like, this is a really good start to this because there is stuff within it that we were kind of talking about like charlie's people pleasing aspect hey we should probably have a little bit more connective tissue to why charlie wants to stay within the band hey we could probably tone down some of the early thousands misogyny within sawyer's dialogue (laughs) just Uh, just a hair and racism and sexism yeah (laughs) yeah we can kind of pull all that back uh you know it feels like this has like the good bones of something. Otherwise, as it plays right now, I was like, okay, yeah, this kind of feels like a filler episode. But that said, yeah, I, I'm like very in the middle on this episode. Like sure. I wasn't actively shaking my fist at it, but I thought that it, there could have been some tweaks. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. JP? Uh, no. You don't just know. <laughs> That's fair. The, the more I find out about Charlie, the more I don't give a fuck. Um, <laughs> I, I just, his character is all over the place, whether it's a centric episode, whether he's a side character. Sometimes him and Hurley chumming around can be fun. Fun, sure. Um, but that requires Hurley, who I very much like. Yeah. Uh, Adam. Yeah, me. No. no. I, yeah, I'm on I'm on this, like, no-ish side of meh. Um, not a ton happened <laughs> in it, so in, uh, in lieu of no plot or mythology i would like to have some character stuff and we only got a little i didn't dislike it but i could i can't say i liked it sure kevin any burning questions uh, let's see i guess the genuine one would be was sawyer the one that shot that bottle rocket because oh, like, yeah. i don't necessarily sure. trust yeah. him as a character to actually do that mm-hmm. that's fair my sub burning question is what is happening between michael and son yeah and if there yeah. is an episode where it's just a ripoff of like before sunrise <laughs> and it's just a two-hander with like Michael and son just like walking and connecting deeply as people. And occasionally there's a smoke monster. You fucking text my ass. You let me know what episode that is. Cause I want to watch <laughs> yeah. it. For sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's get into our uh, end of episode segments here. Uh, lost MVP and lost forever. So we're going to start with MVP. Who is your favorite? Who is the all-star of the mob? Kevin. Uh, easily the unnamed extra who spots the bottle rocket and bails Shannon out. <laughs> I mean, without her, this triangulation plan goes to shit. Yep. And so, yep. unnamed person, I fucking see you and I appreciate what you did. Yep. Yeah. Not bad. Uh, JP, what about you? Lost MVP. Shannon. <laughs> uh, 
so for for sort of two reasons. Well, I mean, Shannon is sort of a high maintenance bitch. Uh, sort of. <laughs> and in in passing the task off to her, the audience is to assume, boy, is she gonna fuck this right. up? Now, Kevin, when you were saying what the task was before, you said turn the transceiver on and then fire the bottle rocket. It's in fact the opposite of that. Oh, I'm not saying so I would Shannon- have done better than Shannon. <laughs> I don't know if I implied that, but if I did, let me st- set the record straight right now. Again, I would be useless on this fucking <laughs> island. But but listen, she's deep in conversation with somebody. You know, that's fine. She she may have lost track of the time because maybe it was a good conversation. But you know what? When push came to shove, she did what needed to get done. Sure. Shannon, this might be the only time you get MVP. <laughs> so I mean, for what it's worth, she is getting the exact same arc as Charlie in this episode because... Boone approaches her about this and is immediately like, this is what you have to do. Are you capable of this? And she's like, bitch, said, fuck you. I can talk to her. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, Adam, MVP. I wrote down Charlie. <laughs> no. Oh, <No>. interesting. <laughs> and I think it, it must be just because at the end of the episode, he did ultimately make a good decision for himself. Him burning the heroin versus Locke burning the heroin. Like Locke said, I'm not going to throw it away because then you don't have to make a choice. Charlie no longer has to make a choice by burning it, but he did choose to burn it as a po- so I don't know. Like he he's gonna try to get sober, and I think I kind of like yeah. that. Uh, okay, lost forever. Uh, who is not the MVP? Who needs to get booted off the island? Who's the worst, Kevin? Who is your lost forever? Man, fuck that stick. We have to worry about the elements. We have to worry about polar bears. There are smoke monsters. Now I got to worry about the fucking logs attacking me. Get out of here. JP, lost forever. Uh, Charlie. Uh, (laughs) You you sat down unprovoked and decided to do drugs and then tried blaming that on your brother after he went through the journey of getting clean. I don't care if you're still strung out. That's still a dick move. Uh, Adam. Liam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because he he was he was just really mean to Charlie right right like right before Charlie started doing heroin like that was that was really like and again like I know he's on heroin and strung out and all fucked up and really like fucked up not only by drugs but like by fame and shit like that but fuck dude that was some mean shit to say to your little brother somebody you care about yeah Yeah. dude I feel like is. I think the only nice thing he said was in the backyard when he offers, hey, you yeah. should stay at my place. Yeah. That was the one nice thing he did. Yep. The only thing in 44 yeah. minutes. Yeah. yeah. So fucking yeah. Liam. Whatever. The real, real rainbow of uh, lost uh, MVPs in forever. I think that just indicates it wasn't the strongest episode. I mean, <laughs> I looked at the entire main cast and went, ah. Kevin. Yeah. Thank you so much oh, for guys. taking the time. Thanks yeah. for having me back. Yeah, of course. Um, this was an absolute blast. Do you want to? Do you want to do any real plugs here at the real end of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh boy. Let's see. At this point now, I guess like the only things I'm plugging are things that I don't really maintain. You can follow me at on Instagram at Franzia dot <laughs> um, I infrequently post, uh, but you know, if you want to follow me there, that's totally cool. Uh, you can follow my letterbox. Like sometimes I review movies on there. If you just search my name in letterbox, I should pop up. Um, otherwise I, okay. So during the pandemic, I did create an OnlyFans. <laughs> now 
I created it in jest. It was one of those things that just kind of came up during like a Zoom social engagement. And I was like, I have had just enough drinks to actually follow through on this. So you can follow me at Can You Take Me Higher? Higher is spelled like my last name, H E Y E R. At this mm-hmm. point, the only photograph that's on it is of a picture of Flan. Uh, okay. the, the concept was going to be, I was going to post a picture of Flan every day for a week right. and then do a text post saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I misread the name of this website. I have made a grave, grave error. I would like to sincerely apologize to the OnlyFans community. Uh, and then I didn't follow through on it because you know, like most things during the pandemic, it's like I baked banana bread twice and then I fucked off from doing that. Sure, Same sure, thing with sure, my sure, OnlyFans. Sure, sure. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I don't know. I guess if you ask nice, you can get a picture of my feet. I don't care. Like, I was going to say, if you actually, if you did some videos of you stepping on that flan, you could actually probably make a little bank on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you might be onto something. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Thank you so much for coming, Kevin. Um, Thank you so much for having me back. This is always a blast. Yeah, we will absolutely have you back again. um, Yes. Yeah, this is too much fun. Uh, JP, what are we we doing next time? So currently, my monitor has gone into some sort of error where it is a black screen, a big black X and a big white X. Okay. Um, I cannot currently do anything i think i'm still recording um <laughs> but i don't know what has happened your video um, has frozen on the call absolutely <laughs> the next one we're going to be doing uh yeah further instructions uh season three episode three uh that'll be that'll be a lock episode and i don't know if we can hear jp anymore Ke- uh kevin do you yes. have do you have any idea what's going on on the show <laughs> nope <laughs> me neither <laughs> 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 All righty. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> Ha 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 